Hey, thanks for joining us on the A Little Better podcast today. My name's Connell Christensen. I'll be your host. Today we talk about all things prayer with Webster Campus Pastor Nate Miller and our online campus pastor Brad Files. We talk about uh, how we're goal-oriented, but God is process-oriented. We talk about how some people can be scared to go to God in prayer. And lastly, we have some encouragement, some instructions, and some equipping for those of you who have experienced several no's from God. He's waiting for you in prayer. Remember, our goal is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better. So together we can be a little better. Well, hey, welcome to A Little Better. We got Brad and Nate Miller here. It's exciting stuff. Nate, my man, we got to start the podcast off. The Yankees win a walk off in the 10th inning last Finally. night. It's been very, it's been a drought. We yeah. haven't had a lot of wins lately. It's been hard, Brad. I don't know if yeah. you're a big baseball guy. Not but. a big. I grew up because the Red Wings were the farm team for the Orioles. You know, the Yankees always beat up on Baltimore. So I did not, was not a fan of the Yankees, you know, as a kid. I don't care that much about baseball. I care a lot about college football. Nice. Yep. College Go football. Go Michigan, right? Ooh. <laughs> no, no, no. I, Northwestern, right? Northwestern. I'll root for Michigan if they're not playing Northwestern, but Northwestern's my team for 26 years. It's been Northwestern, which brings oh. up that question is it okay to pray for your team to win? Well, That's I, the theological question. I've been praying for the Yankees the last month, so I'm going to say it is. <laughs> Bro, your prayers have not been working. <laughs> I know. God has not been answering no. my prayers. Do you know we laugh about it, but like 25 years ago, I thought seriously about that. I mean, I'd be in the stadium. And they're just so close. Is I'm like, God help them win. I mean, is this right? Is this wrong? I mean, I really want you know. I'm praying for them to win. I don't think those are the right prayers. <laughs> <laughs> if we took a poll of how many people pray for their sport teams yeah. in America, it would be so I'm high. Sure, probably more prayer for that than a lot of things. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Nate, week nine of Summer on the Mount talked a lot about prayer. Uh, good stuff. One one question, I think, to get us rolling. In. Are we are we doing sermon in sixty or are we not? Doing You're sermon right. In See, 60. I'm a rookie See, at this. Yeah. I'm a rookie. We got to hassle this. the substitute That's teacher. Right. We got to stick to the routine. You can't you can't deviate. You can't come here changing things. What are you <laughs> thinking about? I can't. I got to keep I got to keep people on their toes, Brad. That's right. I got to keep people. On. Give 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 us a little sixty seconds sermon in sixty seconds. Yeah. Obviously, sermon was all about prayer. Looking at Matthew chapter seven verses seven through really eleven. And just talking about really the purpose of prayer, kind of breaking down perhaps some of the gaps we have, like how we view prayer and what is the purpose of prayer. And oftentimes we have just this mentality of like, it's just what I what I want. I, I, I go to God and pray so that he will give me or grant me whatever it is that I'm asking and try to lean into there might be a greater purpose than that. It's totally fine to go to God with requests. Like he wants to hear from us and provide for us. We know that, but there might be a deeper, there might be a deeper thing there too of us actually that prayer isn't just simply we go to God for something, but it's part of our relationship. It's part of pursuing God It's part of knowing him and him forming us and our heart and our affections through, through those prayers. And that maybe prayer is really about what God wants to teach us, to show us, to form in us, that there's a, there's a greater purpose just beyond oftentimes just what I want, but that there's a relational component to prayer that Jesus is inviting us into when we look at that, when we look at those verses. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
you mentioned one thing in your sermon about God first pursuing us and how relationships have this mutual pursuit. Uh, why, why is it that people are not going to God in prayer? Like God is pursuing them. Why, why do people feel either scared to go to God in prayer? Mm-hmm. Maybe they think they're a bad prayer. What is, what, as you dialogue with people in the church, maybe even people outside the church, what are, mm. what are the main reasons why people aren't going to God in prayer? Yeah, I mean, I think there can be a lot of reasons to that. I think a lot of it can just be people's experience or thoughts of it, of either they've had a no answer, or like they've asked God and they've mm-hmm. said no okay. for whatever reason, and that's always hard. Anytime you get a no or you <clears throat> feel like, man, I'm in a hard season and God isn't, so then, okay, if he didn't answer or it was a no answer, why should I, why should I, why should mm-hmm. I keep going to God? Or even, too, it, it can just feel like even the relational side can be hard because... It's not like we're here talking together and you're responding and we have this this dialogue. Our relationship yeah. with God is a little bit more of, you know, us pursuing God and pursuing him through prayer, pursuing him through his word. So getting to know him, it is a relationship, but it, it takes work and effort to study his word and to understand his will and desire for us. And so it's a different relationship oftentimes than like a relationship where I'm just talking to Brad and we're going mm-hmm. back and forth. So sometimes I think relationally people just have a hard time knowing what to do or what to say or how does this impact my relationship with God? Yeah, I love, I mean, throughout your sermon, of course, the relationship and the relational nature of prayer was huge and really had me thinking differently about it. And every time you use the word daddy, you know, or dad, because Abba, father, it's that that childish daddy, dad kind of thing. I mean, really, I mean, that hit me. You know, but then that because it, it just connects with that relationship, you know. And then here's and, and and I'm a dad, right? I mean, my kids are grown, but you know, you know, yeah. you know, for, you know, you know, you you want the best for your kids. They might disagree with what's best. Sure, you want the best for your kids, but to come from that place of of relationship, you know. But if you if you doubt that relationship, or God doesn't really love me, or doesn't really care about me, or you know, I'm not worth his attention. You know, that's gonna you know, mm-hmm. hinder your prayers. There's there's a lot of reasons. You, you you were rattling them off too. I mean, we we think we're doing it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or there's some know. magic formula. I gotta say it in this order or in this way, or right. there's all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I um I read a book called Soul Revolution, and it was really helpful for me. I felt like if I didn't take this, you know. 30 minute portion of my day and sit down, close all the doors, pull the curtains and pray. I was doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. But he talks about in the, in the book, just about like setting like an alarm on your, on your phone Mm -hmm. and praying for just a couple minutes throughout your day, just Mm -hmm. an alarm. Okay. I need to take Mm -hmm. some time to pray. And Mm -hmm. there really isn't a magic formula. And I love, I love how you said that. It's like people, I think, sure. Just get so scared of like, it's gotta be done this certain way. And it's like half the time in relationships, I'm calling up my buddy and saying, hey, you want to go mm-hmm. grab coffee or go sit down? You know, it's, right. it's not this. I think what's helped me too, even as I was working through this, this text of what Jesus is really, he's inviting us to pursue him by asking, seeking, and knocking. We just, I, and I'm so guilty of this. When I think about prayer, it's, it's just, it's so focused on what, what I want or what can you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the Bible tells us, you know, we have not because we haven't asked. James tells us that if we seek wisdom, we should ask him. So God does want to hear from us and want to know what's on our heart. What is he wanting or, or like what do we want in our lives, those requests or those needs or hurts? Mm-hmm. That's okay. 
Um, and we got to continue doing that. But I know so often I can miss out, though, on the relational side of prayer, of like just wanting to be with God and know Him deeper. That's and good. just express that to Him. Like, God, mm-hmm. I want to I know you more. I truly want you to be the number one goal in my life. I want to pursue you and know you. And I think that that, to me, in some ways kind of takes the pressure off, too, of feeling like, it's just about I got to say this the right way or ask the right way about this important need that I have. Do that, but also realize, man, I want to I want to connect with my father. I want to connect yeah. with my dad. I want to mm-hmm. just want to be with you. And I think that that's just helps broaden some of this perspective we have. Prayer just is kind of like we just kind of do it. We pray for our meals or when we need something. And that's really all it is. But, man, there's a much bigger purpose in prayer that I know I can easily miss oftentimes in, in my relationship with Christ. Yeah, we mentioned those no's a couple of times, but, you know, I, you know, just finding that difference between no and not yet, you know, is kind of hard. And I, I know, I think I read, I think it was Andrew Murray with Christ in the School of Prayer just talking. And others, I think, have talked about this too, is just our faith having to become ripe enough, you know, just praying long enough, not because God's impatient, not because, you know, but because that process, that perseverance, that long haul prayer changes us. Yeah. And that, you know, well, our faith, you know, becomes ripe enough, you know, to receive the answer. And I know there's some questions, there's some prayers that never will be answered, you know, or pray for, you know, a sick child and the child dies. But so I don't know. I mean, it's a it's it's a tough wisdom call between the no and the not yet, and hanging in there. And then I think you also mentioned that our desires might change. You know, mm-hmm. we're surprised right. by new desires. Yeah. So what we yeah. start praying with, what our passion was here years later, it might be a very different passion. Right, and that's part of the relationship and the journey that we all experience. And the joy of following Christ is we get to see those experiences and desires change of what they once were early on. And again, I, I don't I think it's more it's not like people are intentionally trying to pray the wrong things, but it's just this journey of following Christ where those things change and God reshapes or or yeah, provides things for us or we discover things well beyond what we ever thought initially. And to me that that's the cool part. That's the joy of the relationship of seeing God reveal himself to us, for us to know him in deeper ways, to shift a desire or passion we have to be more more of what he desires and be okay with that and be excited about that and to see the ways in which God um, mm-hmm. shows up in our lives way beyond what we were thinking or what we were praying about. And you start to see like, whoa, like God is doing something here and he is he does have a plan and we can trust him with that and have great confidence in. And then we get to kind of discover the unfolding of what that looks like throughout life mm-hmm. that yeah. I think can bring hope um, even when it's like hard, even when we don't know what is next. Um, like I, I remember the story of, of like the enterprise, you know, of like yeah. not getting the job and you know, like, <laughs> man, how bad is it to get a no, but let alone, like you can't even get a, a hey, rental. much love to all those people working yeah. for car rental if companies. Were, yeah, <laughs> it's right. a great job. Nothing bad about that. Don't lord it over Nate. Yeah. Okay. Be nice to him. But <laughs> I, you know, I think back on that and I was so convinced like this is what is next and man, this is going to be perfect. And God said no. And you know, I look back now and it's, you know, I see God's hand, but like oftentimes I'll wonder like, man, I wonder, 
what life would have looked like had I gone down that path, you know? Yeah. And so now you're able to just see wow. the goodness of God, that he truly is good and he knows what is best. And uh, You could still be working for Enterprise I know, today. Man. Right. <laughs> Selling cars, Looking man. for the gold watch. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I love so much just about listening to, to both of you guys as you talk about God aligning our hearts with his heart through mm-hmm. prayer is, and if you're listening, I hope you, you can hear it in the voice too. You guys have experienced what it's like to have God align your heart, your heart with his heart and the joy mm-hmm. that comes from that. Like his, his way, his plan is better than our plan. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. love, literally you can hear it in your voices of like, God is, he's worked in your hearts and he's transformed your hearts and he's aligned some areas in your life to his, his plan. Yeah. It's interesting to be on this side of the changes. And I have so, I'm so far away. There's so many changes yet to be worked in my life, but you think about people who are afraid to maybe uh, follow Christ or embrace Christ because it's like, I have all these other things. Here's the, here's the life I want to live. Here's the pleasures I want to pursue. And being a Christian doesn't sound like, like any fun at all. You know, Mm -hmm. I have to deny, you know, all of those things. But really, for a wise God to know that, you know, I could give you those things, but those aren't the things I want for you. I mean, and to really change us, we're now, I can't believe I cared about those things before. I can't believe that was important to me before because of what I have now is so much sweeter. I feel so much more purpose in what I'm doing, just being part of God changing the world. I mean, there's just, why, why did I ever think it was a good idea to have, you know, that much money, that much pleasure, you Mm -hmm. know, that much career accomplishment, whatever it was, you know, God Mm -hmm. has something better. And that's part of that relationship that is what prayer is of just trying to help myself and us realize maybe that really is God's purpose in prayer is that relational side that comes through the process. And again, I'm so goal oriented, like I want to know this and I want to know what's next, but God's like, man, slow down. I got all of that, but man, there's some stuff I want to teach you and show you and you got to be patient. You have to trust me in the midst of the no answers or the hard answers Mm -hmm. or as you're waiting for whatever that answer Mm -hmm. is that I can so easily sacrifice that growth and learning because I'm just so focused on what's ahead and I'm learning. I'm terrible at it. Like I I said, but of just learning to slow down Mm -hmm. and try to, to lean in to see like, what is it that I'm really seeking? What is it that I'm really after right Mm -hmm. now? And, and, Mm Am I, am I truly allowing God to reshape and reform or is there something out of line? And that takes time. Like that, that is not just like a boom, all of Mm -hmm. a sudden there's a journey in that. And I think again, that's that process of going to God and seeking him and cultivating this closeness with him so that when life gets hard, you get to the point, Brad, like you Mm -hmm. just said of like, man, what does I even think? Like God has been so faithful and he's Mm -hmm. been so good. Like you Mm -hmm. recall that to mind where it gives you Mm -hmm. that clarity it's still hard but you just you know mm-hmm. he's good and you know yeah. he's working something and he's and he's helping you to discover him more deeply and it comes to that constant relationship like you're talking about constant back and forth between you and him yeah yeah and god it's god working on it's the mutual pursuit yeah. right we're pursuing right. him but you know sadly i need a lot of crises in my life mm-hmm. you know to force those changes yeah. i need suffering to grow i wish i didn't but you know it's just i need frustration right yeah. there are things that i pray used to pray for i don't pray for anymore but you know mm-hmm. it's it's 
God. Yeah. All of those things then you see as a blessing. All those things yes. you see as uh, right. shaping good. I'm glad you mentioned it a couple a couple minutes ago, Nate, but you talked about we're so goal-oriented, goal or we are as a culture even. Uh, you mm-hmm. said you are. And you made a point in your sermon Sunday that we are goal-oriented, but God is process-oriented. I just want you to dialogue through that a little bit with us. I think it's such a struggle in America and the Western culture. We're always going, 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 goal, goal, goal. And maybe that's what frustrates us a little bit about prayer and about our time with God. It's a process, and God is is process-oriented. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but I think that was really good. Yeah, and I'm so bad at this, and God is stretching me in it, and and I'm learning to, again, it's this relationship. And in any relationship, there is growth and time and learning and understanding that that happens. And I think it's just kind of helped me to slow down. There's nothing wrong with the goal or to seek something, whether it's for my kids or for my family or or something and to pray for that. Um, but also I have to hold that loosely and, and trust God in it and know that with that desire or goal that I have, there's also something he's going to try to help me see and understand in the midst of I as I'm pouring my, my heart out or seeking him to answer this request. And so there's kind of this dual tension you can have with that. It's nothing against the goal, but man, usually that is only what I'm focused about. And I, I just need to slow down a little bit and allow myself to be aware and open to what is he trying to help me see and understand here and, um, and, and not miss and give God that, that, that posture of like, God, show, show me perhaps what I'm missing or grow my relationship yeah. and understanding in you. So yeah, I, God is a gradualist, right? It's just how he works on all of it. We think about that image of the Christian life as Jesus talks about the sower and the seeds and the soils, right? And it's just like, I can't plant in the spring and harvest in the spring as much as yeah, I'd like to, right? I got to plant in the spring and I got to mm-hmm. wait for fall to harvest. And if I wait till fall to plant, I'm screwed. Can't plant in the fall and, and harvest in the fall. It's there. There is a process, and in some ways, you just try to create the right environment for that. It's it's really a mystery. It's a a spirit, a work of the spirit that accomplishes that. But mm-hmm. it takes time. God uses time. And the process of the seed, I think, is so to you know add mm-hmm. your analogy is so scary for people because it's dark. Yeah. Underground, you know, it's un- yeah, like it's like yeah. uh, there's no like there's no little piece of, of harvest growing yet. It's just yeah. a seed. It's the same place where like a burial would happen, right? Yeah, it's but you've got to yeah. trust God and work through the process of prayer. And it's- yeah, and some of the like the deepest growth, like um, hard fought for, like you know. And I, I look at my life, and God has been so good and gracious to me, and and. To be honest, there haven't been a lot of non-answers or no answers, which is by God's grace. I realize there's people out there, man, that are navigating through things so much harder than I have ever had to experience in, mm-hmm. in life. And I'm so thankful for their testimony of trust and, and goodness in God in the midst of that. And I'm telling you, man, that that heartfelt like trust in the goodness of God in the midst of those hard things has also created an intimacy in their walk with God that, again, is hard fought for faith in God and in His goodness yeah. that... Apart from those trials, you know, that's what God uses to deepen our, our faith in him. Um, that, yeah. man, I just look at and just, they, those people inspire me to want to have that mm. kind of faith. But I don't pray for that kind of suffering. No, <laughs> no. Maybe I should, yeah. but, you know, it's just, 
I mean, people, it's, it's a very first world attitude to say, I'm an atheist because how could God be so evil in the world, you know, allow so much evil and suffering in the world. But you look at third world people. I mean, those places are full of faith. There are people right. who have suffered far, far worse. Don't speak for them because because suffering for them has meant incredible confidence in for God, sure. incredible yeah. trust in God. And they, and you know, they've had that privilege of knowing God better mm. through that experience. 100%. You think of the early church, like all the disciples and what they had to encounter, the trials they had to encounter, like launching and getting the early church started. I think of even Paul. We talked about Jesus, the greatest no answer. Paul had no answers. This thorn mm-hmm. in the flesh, we don't even know what it was, but it was to the point where it was hard, very mm-hmm. challenging and hard on Paul. And he asked for it to mm-hmm. be removed. God said no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And through that suffering, though, he began to rely and know his strength was, was found in, in God. And yeah, mm-hmm. again, you look at the early church and those guys who gave their lives, like, man, we know nothing of the suffering that that those, I mean, there are people out there. I don't want to be insincere of like, there are people that for sure are experiencing hard hardship right now. But uh, mm-hmm. but you're right. I'm certainly not praying or looking for that kind of suffering. <laughs> like, I love the Paul example. I like... I almost wonder in my life as I've prayed for things like, is it a no or is God just saying my grace is sufficient for you right now? Mm-hmm. Like my power is made yeah. perfect in your weakness. Like maybe that is my answer. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking like, oh, it's a no, it's a no. Well, this is, this is. Or no answer. for this a season a or it's yeah. not yet. Yeah. Like I got great plans. Trust me, you know, yeah. trust me. And mm-hmm. maybe that'll be granted a month from now or a year, years from now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, one of your last points was no answers create doubt. We talked about it a little bit as we dialogued a little earlier, but if someone has experienced maybe one no in their prayer life, or maybe it's been several no's from God, and they're sitting and they're listening to this, maybe they listen to your sermon and they're just going, I'm done. Like, I'm, I can't keep doing this. I would love for us just as we as we wrap up here in a bit, how would you instruct them or encourage them or equip them to just, mm. hey, keep pursuing God, keep praying, keep going? Yeah, those are hard. Those are really hard. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, we even looked at Psalm 102 and just, man, that psalmist expressing like, where are you? Turn, turn your ear to me. Answer me quickly. There are real raw hard times where it's just like over and over again you're praying for something and something really important whether it's to see you know a a kid trust Christ like how could you not pray that's a good thing like Mm -hmm. I would want and desire a yes to that but for whatever reason whatever the circumstance might be God might still be saying no and that that is where I think you have to bank on and rely on the goodness of God. And I I think that that goodness of God, like it said in Matthew 7, he talks about how he's a good father. Like he's not going to trick you. He's not going to give you a snake or a rock Mm -hmm. instead of bread. Mm -hmm. So that's where, again, that's easy to say, but that's where like that deep trust of saying, God, this feels maybe like a rock or it feels like a snake, but I know and Mm -hmm. trust you got something in here that is truly for me and you are good I got to cling to that. Even though I don't feel it, I'm going to cling to that um, mm-hmm. is, I think, what, what we have to do in those moments, as hard as it may be. Yeah, I think, I think it's a, 
if you took a hammer and smashed my thumb with it and then said, now go finish your taxes, you know, it's like I, there's nothing else in the world that I can think about or deal about or whatever but that thumb, right? That, that pain makes my world very small. It is 100% of my attention. And I think what's hard is to broaden your perspective yeah. bigger than the thumb, right? So like when I think you mentioned, well, I... Like Psalm 73, you know, starts out with this, you know, I'm envying the rich. There's all these people who prosper and they're wicked. And what's up with that? But then he steps into the temple, right? And sees the big picture. God is in control. God is sovereign. God's doing what he wants. Job is suffering incredibly. And what is Job reminded of? Um, Am I the guy who made this world, who created Mm. all the animals and gave you... um, you know, is there a lot going right? Can you trust that maybe there's something a little bigger than your perspective that's going right? So there's so many places for us to go, you know, to scripture examples of God's faithfulness, people we know, you know, who we've seen, you know, the biographies that we can read, but just to, it's, that's the hardest thing, I think, when you're, when you're in just incredible pain, to be able to transcend that, and then you need God's help to do that, to have the bigger perspective of, I mean, as hard as this is, is it possible that, you know, I can get to the other side of this and see God's goodness and faithfulness? So good, Brad. So hard to have that perspective. It's hard, though. It's hard. It you got to be, I mean, you got to give so much empathy and sympathy to mm-hmm. people who are going through that, right? Yes. I mean, if it happens, it's it's God's grace. Don't don't make it worse by beating them up about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on the phone with my dad the other day, and I was we were, I was talking about valleys a little bit, or we talked a little bit earlier about you know the the seed and the harvest. I think something that I'm I feel guilty of is I take a shovel with me into the valley, mm. and I dig make it myself deeper, make it a little deeper. <laughs> so my dad literally was like, "You're already there." Man. My dad was like, "Hey, <laughs> don't bring a shovel with you to the valley." Uh-huh. And I think about valleys. I think about prayer life. You mentioned it earlier, yeah, Brad, yeah. of like. Man, I need crises or mm-hmm. I need suffering. To, Unfortunately, it's the only way I learned. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I'm similar to that. Um, but man, what would it? It's it's so much more. I think of David, the Psalm 121. You know, even in the darkest valley, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like man, it's. I've experienced. I'm young, but I've experienced a couple of crises, and mm-hmm. it's just so much better with him. And mm-hmm. not because it, it's easy or right. it makes it easier. Um, but man, I would encourage anyone who's mm-hmm. struggling, like we need him, mm-hmm. we need God and we need him in the valley. Don't bring a shovel <laughs> into the valley. Don't, don't, that's good. don't, don't <laughs> dig yourself that. deeper. Great, yeah. Don't dig yourself deeper. Like really what we need is we need his word and we need prayer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Nate, I had a great sermon on Sunday. It was encouraging. It's been a really good dialogue. Um, I'm going to do something a little different here to end the A Little Better podcast. I'm going to ask Nate, after talking about prayer for the last 25 minutes, mm-hmm. to pray for our pray for the podcast, pray for the people listening, mm-hmm. and uh, pray for people who, who need him. I'd be glad to. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and the challenge that it is, the encouragement that it is, and God, this invitation... Uh, that you desire for us to pursue you. And we first just say thank you. Thank you that you first pursued us even when we were your enemies. Um, You pursued us through the gospel. And I pray, God, that you would 
you would just plant deep within us this reality of, man, we've been brought into a relationship with you, and what an incredible, gracious gift that is of you. And I pray, God, that we would have that desire to want to pursue you through prayer, and that you would be our greatest treasure, that you would be our goal. It's just meeting with you, knowing, trusting full well you are a good father that desires to give good gifts to us. And I pray, God, that we would enter into that journey of trusting you and getting to see and reimagine the good gifts that you have way beyond what we might even be asking for right now and know mm-hmm. that you are good and you have good things in store for us. God, we can trust you with that. And in the midst of it, may we just pursue you. May we rest in you. May we chase after you and allow you to form us. God, be our greatest treasure. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us on A Little Better. I can't wait to be with you next week.